0: For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, Here's your host, Tyson Mutrix.
1: Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers podcast. My name is Tyson Mutrix. I'm your host and I'm the owner of Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers. And today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the different types of documents you're going to have to sign when you hire a lawyer for your personal injury case. all right so for the the first one that you're gonna have to sign is a contract. All right so in Missouri and Illinois, all contingency fee agreements must be in writing. And surprisingly, other types of agreements actually don't have to be in writing. So if you do criminal defense, the attorney can represent you for your criminal case and there doesn't have to be anything in writing. Now I don't recommend that, but it's something that can be done. But all contingency fee agreements, must be put in writing. Now, what's a contingency fee agreement? That means that the attorney only gets paid if they get money for you. In a nutshell, that's what it is. Now, we talk about our fees in another podcast. So, if you want to talk about, you know, how we set our fees, feel free to check that out. So, we we do. And but for the for these purposes, we're just going to go over what's actually in the contracts. So we actually put our fee, the contingency fee, in the agreement, um, so you know, so all parties know what that's going to be. The next part of our contract, we talk about expenses. So anything that we put into the case, we're going to, it's going to get reimbursed at the end of the case. But the way we look at our expenses, we don't look at them as expenses, we look at them as investments. So what we, what our goal is on every single case, every dollar that we spend, we expect to get a 10 times return on that money. So, it's a, so it makes sense for us and for you for us to spend that money. So that's how we look at that. And so anytime we spend a lot of money on a case, and so let's say we have to spend $5,000 on an expert, we're doing that with the goal in mind that it's going to bring in $50,000 in settlement money for you. So that's why we do that. And anytime we we have a big purchase like that, we will have a conversation with you because it's a risk for you and it's a risk for us because we're spending the money, but sometimes we're not able to get that 10 times return. All right. Not always now it's it's rare, but we don't always get that 10 times return. And so uh, we want to have that conversation with you and make sure you're okay with that risk. We also talk about liens. Uh, and we'll talk more about liens in another episode, but um, any any lien on the case, uh, whether it be a medical lien, a Medicare lien, a Medi- Medicaid lien, an ERISA lien, any type of lien, let's say you've got a child support, let's say you owe child support, That they, they may put a lien on your case. And so there are different, different types of liens that could be put on, put on the case, but those will need to be paid if they're a valid lien out of the case. The the next thing we talk about is cancellation or withdrawal. If we have to withdraw from the case for some reason, let's say it's a conflict. um, Then we we talk about that as well. Um, And so the next thing we do is we, we have in our contract is trial appearance. Now this is something that you won't see in a lot of attorneys contracts, but we make sure we put that in there. And, And what it says is at the attorney's discretion, client agrees to be excused from appearing during the trial. Now, the reason for that is, is that in, depending on the venue, depending on the client, it may be in your best interest that you don't sit at the table with me. All right, maybe you sit in the benches, or maybe you sit outside, um, and it it really just depends on the situation. But we, if we're doing it, it's for your best interest. Okay, so that's why we do it. Um, an, an example of way uh, what that may be is. Let's say we want to take the attention off of you and we want it more on us. And I will ta- I'll give you a good example of when that occurred. We had a case in a very conservative venue with a um, I don't want to, I don't want to mention the religion because um, I don't want to give it too many specifics, but she was of a uh, certain religion and she wore a certain headpiece. And we were worried that the jury, might be a racist when it came to that um, that client, and so we decided to have her actually sit in the benches instead of next to me at the at the, the plaintiff's table, just to 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 prevent them from judging her. So we wanted to put the attention on us, and it, it was it was a wise decision. Um, I'll, I'll leave it at that, but it was it was a smart decision, and and so there's sometimes there's a reason why we do this. Um, it's not that's not always a fair situation. We know that but we have to play the cards that were dealt. And so that's why we do it a specific way. The next thing I want to talk about in our contract are medical bills. Now, what this says is at the attorney's discretion, client agrees the medical bills may not be submitted to the jury for consideration. The reason for this is is that Missouri legislature changed a couple years ago the statute where the jury only gets to see the amount owed at the end of the day, after the, after all the bills are paid, the, the jury only gets to see the amount owed. So if you have health insurance and your your health insurance paid all of the medical bills, what the jury would get to see is $0. On the other hand, let's say you don't have health insurance. Let's say your medical bills are $50,000 uh, and the, there's a lien on the case. Instead of the, the bills being paid by health insurance, the jury would get to see $50,000. So... You have the health insurance, the jury gets to see, gets to see zero. Other client has uh, does not have health insurance, the jury gets to see $50,000. Everything else is the same. As you can see, that may be, uh, it, not may, that does look significantly different. And so it's it hurts you if you have health insurance. So our workaround, and it's a pretty successful workaround, is we just don't put the medical bills into evidence. The jury doesn't get to see it. All they see are the medical records, and they get to hear you talk about your treatment, and they get to hear about the doctors talk about your treatment and your injuries, but they don't actually see the dollar amount. And what it does is it actually causes the jury to guess what the medical bills are. And they typically guess high. All right. So that's why we do it. And it is now is there a risk with that? Yes. Um, but it's, I wouldn't say it's a significant risk, uh, because they just don't hear a dollar amount. And so that that's what the risk would be. But um, typically, medical bills are, are an anchor anyway, so they usually bring the verdicts down as opposed to push, pushing them up, which is why we don't put the medical bills in. Uh, and then the rest of the agreement, it just says, hey, we talk about our communications policy. We talk about that this is the entire agreement. Uh, that's just a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo because it's got to be put into every every uh, contract, just talking about how this is the the only agreement. There are no other agreements. But we talk about our communications policy. You allow us to communicate with you via texting, phone call, fax, email, mail, um, and so you're authorizing that, which I don't know why anyone wouldn't, but uh, we communicate with you via a variety of, of channels, but um, you just authorize us to do that. So that is what's in our contract. So that we, I know I spent a long time on that, but uh, I think it's important that, that clients understand what's in their agreements, and that's why we go paragraph by paragraph with our clients so that they do understand it. The next form that you're going to sign whenever you hire us, and it's it's called a HIPAA release, H-I-P-P-A, HIPAA, HIPAA release, HIPAA authorization. And what that allows us to do, it allows us to get your medical bills and your medical records from your doctors. And that's a very crucial thing. We cannot do that without those forms. It's a very, very important document. It's maybe the most important document. Actually, not maybe. It is the most important document. We, we've got to have that. Without, and without it, we can't get your medical. That's it's crucial. And then the next document that you're going to sign with us, there's only three documents that you're going to sign at the beginning. You may sign, sign some documents later on, uh, which we'll go over. But at the very beginning, the, there's only three documents. Contract, HIPAA release, and then the third one, which we call a high-tech letter. And technically, this letter is addressed from you to your doctor. And what it allows us to do under the High Tech Act, it allows us to get your medical rel- records electronically for only six dollars and fifty cents, and so that benefits you and us in two ways. One, we get them electronically, so that means we usually get them faster and in a format that is easier to deal with because we're we're paperless, and so your records go into electronic format anyways. So it saves us from having to scan the dang things. The other part of it that benefits it it reduces the actual cost from in the hundreds, sometimes down to $6.50, which is a a benefit to you because it puts more money in your pocket at the end of the day. It doesn't put any more money in our pocket. What it does, it puts more money in your pocket. And that's a huge benefit. All right. So let's say that we've gone through the negotiations process. You've gotten treatment done, all of that. Um, You may sign some forms with your med with your doctors, which is fine. uh, But the next thing that you're going to sign when in connection with us is typically and there are some exceptions but it was typically a settlement release so you're you're we're going to get a release from the insurance company or the at fault party and you're going to sign off agreeing to the settlement amount and there may be additional terms sometimes there's an annuity uh, which we'll talk about in another episode Sometimes there's a confidentiality clause. We rarely will agree to those, but sometimes we'll do do it if the client um, is okay with it. And so there are certain certain things that you'll agree to in it. But those are the two main ones. And so after that, we'll be getting the settlement check. And when we sit down with you to give you that check, there will be a distribution. That's so what there will be a release release of attorney. And this is usually the last document you're going to sign with us. And that is um, the settlement release and distribution. Um, And so you go, it just says that we're done representing you. Here's your check. You agree to this distribution, which by the time you've seen it, you will have normally have seen it uh, before then. So you've already agreed to it. But um, that's what that's the last document typically that you will sign with us. Now, I'll go over the litigation documents that you'll sign because there's a few more documents that you would sign if your case was in litigation. Um, But we're not going to go over those right now. But those are typically the forms that you're going to sign with us. So contract, HIPAA authorization, high-tech letter, the release with the insurance company or NFL party, and then the um, settlement distribution and release of attorney. Those are, the, those are the main documents. So that's all I've got for you here. This is a little bit of a longer episode because I want to dig into the contract a little bit. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us. I'm happy to answer your questions, 888-550-4026, TysonMutrix.com. You can check us out there. We also have a YouTube channel for Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers where we have a lot of explainer videos uh, there. If you have any questions that you want to submit to us, feel free. You can actually, in the show notes, click on the link and send us an audio question. And if you want to be left confidential, don't put your name in there, and we won't we won't say it on the air. Um, if you want to say your name, that's completely fine. It's no big deal. Uh, we can remove it if you'd like. All right. Make it a great day out there. We're here for you if you need us, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya.
0: Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. We offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips, where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos, or go to tysonmutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.